Good morning, guys, and welcome to the third episode of my podcast. Um, so, my new microphone arrived, so hopefully my voice is a bit clearer than in the past two podcasts. Uh, I'm sure you'll still hear a lot of road noise, but there's nothing I can do about that. Um, so, previously, uh, in my past, on, for my past two podcasts, I've been spending a lot of time editing them. Like, I, I would record them on a Monday morning and then spend, like, Monday and Tuesday evening editing it, taking out all the ums and ahs and, and pauses and times that I repeated sentences. Um, and it's just taking up too much of my time. And then, like, for the YouTube video, I would spend a long time going through it, finding good images to, to go along with what I'm saying. So it'll be another evening. So that's like three evenings out of my week where I'm not working on my game. I'm working on my podcast instead. And so I'm going to stop doing that. So um, the podcast is going to be less of my attention and just kind of like an update on how the game's going, which is what it should be. Um, so the podcast will be less quality, but I will be making more progress on my game. So hopefully it'll be more interesting. Uh, so today's actually Tuesday morning, um, normally I record these on a Monday, but last week, um, Tuesday, uh, a bit before lunch, maybe like 9 o'clock actually, I got a call from Tanya, my fiance, uh, saying she tested positive for coronavirus and that we have to be in quarantine for a week. So that's what I've been doing for the past week. Um, I finished up my working day because I work alone. I don't think I told you in the previous podcast, but I actually work as a land surveyor in Sweden. Um, you can probably tell from my accent that I'm Australian, but I'm living in Sweden for the past three years uh, with my fiance, who is Swedish. And <clears throat> so that's why I travel so much for work. Um, so Monday mornings I drive from Oskarsam, where the office is, down south um, to Lund which is near Malmö, which is one of the major cities in Sweden. Uh, so in Lund, I've been working on a very large project, measuring all these details of, uh, of this housing estate. They're going to do some renovations and stuff. So that's, uh, yeah, what, what I've been doing and why I've been driving so much. But yeah, so Tuesday I finished up my, my day measuring and then drove home. Um, and then I was in quarantine until yesterday. Um, I took a test and I tested negative even though I was in quarantine with Tanya who had coronavirus but we were social distancing at home um, like from each other so I managed to avoid corona and um, yeah I've finished my quarantine and now I'm heading back to work Tuesday morning anyway that's just a bit of background um, I might add some stuff about my personal life to this podcast like even if I finish this game and publish it I want to keep going with the podcast because I'm pretty enjoyable so yeah I'll tell you kind of what's happening in my life throughout the week <clears throat> um, okay so yeah despite being home like I thought that I would have a lot more time for working on my game but um, while I was at home I was working like throughout the day my normal hours I was um, working on the computer with my measurements like fixing up the, the map of the area where I've been measuring. Usually another guy does that, but because I was at home, I needed something to do, so that's what I've been doing. And then in the evenings, um, 
I have been working on my game, so I do have some updates for you. But I've spent, been spending a lot of time with Tanya because normally I spend Monday to Friday. Uh, apologies for that whistling sound. It's really annoying. I think it's like the roof racks on this car. Um, yeah. <laughs> if I drive at high speeds, it's it's quite annoying. But, uh, oh, there we go. If I stick to like 90, I think it'll be okay. Um, yeah, so I've been at home and I want to spend more time with Tanya because normally I'm away. So we've been cooking together and, uh, yeah, fixing up some things in the house and stuff like that. So I didn't get to spend as much time on the game as I wanted to. Plus, like I said, I spent a lot of time editing the podcast and the video and stuff. So yeah, no more of that. Just going to chuck it up as it is. Um, but okay, I'll get into, uh, what I've been working on. So firstly, um, I know I uploaded that, um, I don't know if you saw in the YouTube video, but, uh, I made a map, which I was pretty happy with last week, which had shops in the middle and I really love the idea of shops. Oh yeah. We haven't done any, any play testing yet. <laughs> it wasn't ready. I didn't have enough time to get it ready for play testing, but it's pretty close. Um, so yeah, what I worked on first was a new board. Um, I, I was happy with like the size of the board, just visually, obviously we haven't tested it. I was happy with the size of the board and the fact that there were shops in the middle, but it really didn't look like a labyrinth. It's kind of just like a battleground with walls and stuff and like lines of sight and um, chests scattered around it, but I really wasn't happy with how it looked. It didn't look and feel like a labyrinth. Um, so how I have been designing my boards is that like I'd start with a big grid, like just graph paper, and I would just draw kind of random pathways where you can walk on, like through the middle of these squares. And then based on that, I would draw the walls around these pathways. And uh, it, it was really easy to design the boards like that because it, it like, yeah, you can just draw pathways and you know that they're gonna work because you see the pathways where you can walk and then drawing the walls around it is easy as well. But the problem was, um, it just didn't visual, like it looked okay on the pathways, but then when I put the walls in, it just didn't look like a maze at all. It didn't look like a labyrinth, didn't have that feel. Um, so I wanted to just like completely change my method of drawing a board and really tried to draw a maze looking board. So. I looked at images of mazes and labyrinths, especially square labyrinths, and all of them had like, um, kind of like concentric circles, but concentric squares. So like you have the border on the outside square, and then you come in one, one space, like to an inner square, and that square was very defined as well, with lots of walls. And there was gaps in the walls, but um, yeah, it, like it looked like an outside square and then smaller and smaller squares coming into the middle. Whereas none of my boards look like that. They just look like random pathways and little bits of walls everywhere and it didn't look like a maze at all. So uh, that's how I designed the new board which I'm going to show now on the YouTube video. Um, I'm really excited to test this. It looks and feels a lot like a maze. Uh, I'll try and describe it for you guys um, who are just listening. Basically, uh, there's like four corners, 
to each of the squares going into the middle. In the middle, um, I'm not super happy with it. I just kind of added four shops and drew some walls in there so that it's kind of a little bit difficult to navigate inside. But um, from the outside going into like the middle uh, middle squares, it's it's really it looks like uh, concentric squares. I don't have another way to say it, but getting smaller and smaller and going in um, and yeah like gaps in those squares and it, it looks a lot more like a maze um, and I'm really happy with it and I can't wait to test it there are a lot less chests now um, there's about 16 chests where before I think there was maybe 30 or something uh, so I might have to modify it and add some more chests in um, I don't know uh, I will I will wait until I play test before I modify it anymore but yeah I'm really happy with the board um, so yeah I can't wait can't wait to play test uh, okay next thing I want to talk about is um, classes so last week I talked a lot about the six classes uh, which I initially came up with um, and then through the the past week I've been thinking a lot more about classes and coming up with just really cool abilities which I don't really have a set class for but just really like sick abilities that I remember from other games that I've played um, which I would love to include so uh, one class that I definitely want to have in the game is a necromancer um, so I'm thinking like the necromancer in Diablo but uh, specifically because I haven't played much Diablo and I've never played Necromancer in Diablo um, what's his name in, in Heroes of the Storm whoever the Necromancer is in Heroes of the Storm uh, I'll think of his name um, so I really want a character that like summons skeletons and yeah so let me see my brainstorm I don't know if I've come up with all the abilities for the Necromancer yet but I definitely want to have a Necromancer class who like summon skeletons who can like walk through the map and you control all of the skeletons um, so he himself doesn't have that strong a body but he has a lot of board presence because he has these skeletons everywhere um, let me see so the necromancer himself would be a, a mage type character so he um, has a range of two like the other mages the, ma well, the mage and the warlock um, but the skeletons would have a range of one. Um, this is just initial figures. I will uh, I will test this and increase numbers and decrease numbers, of course. Um, but the I, I think that the health of the skeletons should be one. I think they should be really easy to kill. But they should have really high damage, so that if you let them get too close, they will deal a lot of damage to you. Um, so the passive of the necromancer could just be that my I have skeletons. Um, which and summoning them is an ability and they move one space per turn all of them and uh, when they die they explode which is an, a, a thing in uh, Diablo and, and Heroes of the Storm as well um, so when the when the skeletons explode they deal damage so like in a in a square like AOE damage around the skeleton like one space away um, so it's like you have to try and kill the skeleton with a ranged attack like from a distance otherwise like if you kill it with melee then you're going to take some damage 
and how much that damage is, I don't know. Um, and then to upgrade that, like the skeletons can just move more spaces per turn, maybe two spaces per turn, and they can deal more damage when they die. Uh, probably not going to increase the blast radius because it might be a bit too hard to kill them then uh, without taking damage. So then I've, I've come up with three abilities for the skeletons. Um, the first one is just summon skeleton. So it just summons a skeleton one space away from you and it may move immediately so that like... Um, actually, I don't know, maybe you just summon it and then it has to wait a turn to move. But like I want all the skeletons to move each turn so yeah, you might as well include that on the turn that you play them so that it's yeah you don't reduce confusion so that like <laughs> sorry you don't increase confusion by like <clears throat> having it some rule like you can't move on the turn to summon like um, all of your other abilities like things can happen on the turn that you um, summon them um, so yeah the maximum skeletons at a time would be like three uh, and if a skeleton dies, then you just get, like, your skeleton given back to you, and then you can just summon it again. Um, but you have a maximum of three, and then if you upgrade that ability, then the, you would increase the maximum to, like, five skeletons, I guess. Um, so, okay, another ability also to, like, I want all of the abilities to be to do with the skeletons. So, like, I love that. I love the idea that he's just this undead guy controlling an army of skeletons. The second one is called Unwilling Sacrifice, um, and it just says destroy one of your skeletons, restore two health. So, um, yeah, the idea is you just destroy one of your skeletons to get some health back, so that gives, it a, gives him a little bit of survivability. Um, but then the skeleton, so obviously, yeah, because when the skeletons die, they deal some damage, so what you can do is, like, rush the skeleton in, um, attack somebody with him, and then blow him up to finish them, or something like that. And also, yeah, you can use it as a way to, to heal. Um, and maybe the upgrade is, like, you can destroy as many skeletons as you like, and they, in, instead of just one on your turn, you can kill all of them. Um, and also, it would heal more than whatever it's going to heal. And then the last one is uh, Possession. So I really like this one. Um, so the skeletons are going to look very similar to the Necromancer. Um, He's just going to be like a, a skeleton with kind of like a like ghostly soul inside of it. And what Possession does is uh, you just swap places with one of your skeletons. Um, not like infinite range. There's going to be like a pretty short range on it, maybe two or three, um, which you can upgrade. But the idea of it is you you kind of like leave the body that you're in and, and swap it for a another body like you, your ghostly soul jumps from one skeleton to another one and I fucking love that like game wise it adds it gives the the necromancer mobility so he can like summon a skeleton move at one space away and then swap places with it and then move his character um uh, all of this like could it might not work as well in my head on the board as it does in my head like it might just make him too strong, give him too much mobility. But just I'm just trying to come up with as cool concepts as I can so that when I go into the playtesting, um, I've got lots of cool, interesting things to try. But yeah, that's the idea of the Necromancer. This guy with an army of skeletons. Sorry, an army of skeletons that he can uh, 
summon and they die like they blow and they die and he can sacrifice them to heal like they're just tools to him um but he like if he runs out of skeletons it's just his body left like uh Voldemort and his Horcrux is kind of um yeah that's the necromancer um oh yeah I forgot about this one I want a, a hero sorry a class based on like teleportation and I've come up with an idea for the name called a telemancer like teleport um, or telekinesis tele meaning distance and then mancer meaning magic so it's just a hero like all about um, teleports and and moving things like yeah telekinetic power Um, so abilities that I'm thinking about are like um, lots of like uh, I think they're called protoss I can't remember, but the guys from StarCraft, the alien guys. Uh, but in Heroes of a Storm, it's like... Um, uh, what's his name? Altanus. His E ability swaps places with uh, another hero like in pretty close range. And um, Alarak has like a push ability. I think it's just called Telekinesis. Where you can like push um, another hero or yourself. Um just like with telekinetic power so I want to hear a sorry a class based on that so I've just added some um, I don't have a good passive for him yet I just put like gain one gold every turn like he's kind of like magneto like drawing metal to him Um, but I I want it to be like telekinetic power not like magnetic power Um, so I'll probably think of a different passive for him for that Um, okay the the abilities that I've come up for him are first one is bait and switch and that says uh, swap places with an enemy can go through walls so this is like Alar- uh, Artanis's E ability um, cannot be used on traps or turrets yeah I don't know I, I don't want all of the abilities to be too wordy I'll have to come up with some good way to like specify um, to like categorize enemies into different things whether it's like whether I call them characters and then like there's like the main characters and then like the wolf and the skeletons and the turrets and the oh I haven't spoken about the turrets yet uh the traps they I want them to be like interactable and like enemies but um like I I don't know I'll need to categorize them because different abilities can work on different things um so I'll have to spend some time thinking about how I'm going to word these abilities um so yeah that, that one just swaps places um Oh, it should be to a, with an enemy within two range. And then uh, to upgrade it, yeah, you just increase the range. So that could be really sick. Like, if you're not close to anybody, then you don't get any mobility. But if you're close to people, like, you can swap places with them and swap through the wall, like, throwing the, the prism, uh, Artanis throwing the prism and, like, bringing people into your base in halts. Um, you can, like... I don't know, if you're stuck behind a trap like a hunter's trap you can swap places with somebody else and make them stuck behind the trap it might not be that strong because uh you might not ever be that close but i feel like you can position yourself pretty well in my game uh, just on previous play tests from a while ago um before we had classes but you can get pretty close to people um even if they're like far on the other side of walls you can position yourself pretty close to people um yeah, so I think that that ability is just, like, thematically pretty cool. Um, 
Okay, next one. Uh, it's just called Telekinesis, copying Alarak's ability. I'll probably name it something else. But yeah, it's, uh, it says, move an enemy one space. And the range of this is just the range of the, the class as normal. So the range of the Telemancer is two, because um, he's like a, a magic type of user. Um, but they, you cannot move them through walls. You're kind of just pushing them through space. You know, it's not a teleport, it's like a shove. Um, what the fuck? And then, um, so this one can be used on traps and turrets. I'll speak about turrets soon. Um, so yeah, this is like a push ability that you can use on, uh, yeah, skeletons, like anything. It can be used on any enemy. Um, so yeah, you could like push someone into a trap or, uh, I don't know, like push them away from you if they're chasing you or bring them towards you if, um, if they're slightly out of range and then, uh, to upgrade it, you just move them two spaces. Oh yeah, this one is sick. Okay, I love the name on this one. The last ability is called Gravity Blast. Um, if you are... Uh, I'm a bit of a drummer. I'm like... I have a drum kit at home and I, I like playing it, but I don't spend enough time on it, so I'm not very good. Um, but there's a type of blast beat in, in metal and heavy metal called a Gravity Blast. Anyway, um, I just love the name of that because of that. But the, the concept of the Gravity Blast ability in my game is... Uh, you're kind of like blasting energy at somebody and the heavier they are, the more damage they take. And how I'm thinking about how heavy they are is how many items that they're holding in their hand. And maybe like how many items they have equipped as well. Because um, in my game you have a hand and you also have like uh, items that you have on your body. So um, basically uh, however many items you have on you, you take that much damage. So if you have like four items equipped and two items in your hand, you're going to take six damage. So I'll need to work out how much mana that's going to cost, but it'll be comparable to the other like damage abilities like Fireball and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I love that ability. Um, it's like very thematic, the name, and also, yeah, a Gravity Blast is a thing in metal. Um, okay, that's like the, the two classes that I've designed, which I've like come up with abilities for all of them. They're ready to play test. Uh, and then there's a class that I really want in the in the game, which I haven't finished designing yet. Um, and that class is an engineer. You might have guessed it because I was talking about turrets. But I'm thinking about turrets like Gazlo in Hots, in Heroes of the Storm. Um, placing, yeah, turrets down and they can shoot people from a distance, but you can't move them. Kind of like a tower defense type thing. Um, so the engineer is a melee character, um, like medium damage. And then the turrets shoot uh, at a range of two, so not very long range, but like similar damage to his his uh, basic attacks. Um, but the turrets you can't move, uh, and you can place up to three as well, like the traps and the skeletons. You can have up to three. Um, so uh, the the passive ability of the engineer is at the end of a turn, <coughs> at the end of your turn. Your turrets shoot all enemies within range. So yeah, you place a turret down, uh, you can like then move away from it, and then at the end of your turn, all of your turrets shoot everyone within range. So they don't just shoot one person. If there are multiple people within range of a turret, then they shoot everybody. Uh, but they have to have like line of sight, they can't shoot through walls. Maybe I'll make that an upgrade, I don't know. But 
Uh, they have to be able to see the person that they're shooting, and yeah, they have to be in range. And then simple upgrade to that is that uh, you can increase the range of your turrets. Uh, very simple upgrade to the passive. Okay, so the, the first ability is obviously just to place a turret. Um, so it says place a turret one space away, uh, maximum of three turrets at a time. And then the upgrade for that ability is just to increase the maximum to five. And then um, I don't, I'm not super happy with this ability, but the next ability is just dismantle. Um, and my idea is that the the uh, the engineer can like dismantle traps that the hunter has put down, and if like anyone else can place anything like mechanical or whatever, he can like dismantle them as well. Um, maybe I'll add that like if you dismantle a something like a trap you can like draw a card uh from the pile so it's kind of like he's dismantling a trap and then he's like turning it into an item that he can use but it, like i don't know it doesn't really make sense for you to dismantle a trap and like draw a hamburger <laughs> turn a trap into a hamburger um i don't know I'll, I'll think of something to do with that but I, um for the engineer i want him to be like creative uh with items and um things like traps and turrets and stuff like that so i haven't fully thought about the engineer but i definitely want to have an engineer class in my game uh that's pretty much all the brainstorming i've done um yeah some of those ideas came from the discord as well like uh i really wanted the necromancer class and i wanted to have skeletons moving around like one space per turn but that's kind of all that i could think of um uh, for that and then adam um who's in the discord who i mentioned last week as well uh, has played a lot of Diablo and, um, oh, Zul, there you go, <laughs> Zul is the necromancer in Heroes of the Storm, um, yeah, Adam has played a lot of Diablo, so he knows a lot more about the necromancer in Diablo, and he suggested that the skeleton's exploding, and, um, I think he also suggested being able to swap places with, uh, with the skeleton as well, um, not sure if that's a thing in Diablo, I don't think it is, but, yeah, Thank you for those ideas, Adam. Um, okay, so that's all the uh, new class ideas. Um, and then we have some new item ideas as well. Uh, not too many new items, but... Um, so, previously I had several different items which restore health, but I only had one that I had thought of which restores mana, and that was just a health potion. Sorry, a mana potion. Um, and I thought it was just too boring and generic. Like, I want my game to have very familiar concepts to people, like mana, health, attack, range, stuff like that. Classes which people already have an idea in their head of what it should do, like a tanky warrior, a mage, necromancer, shit like that. But then, the specifics of my game, I want to be unique and silly and thematic for my game. Uh, I don't exactly have a theme yet, but it's kind of building as we go. Um, so, yeah, so a, a mana potion I felt was just too generic, so I reached out to my Discord, actually first I reached out to Tanya and said, okay Tanya, uh, think about, like, just an item in some sort of, like, fantasy world, what, what is an item that you could, like, consume, like, eat or drink, uh, which would give you magical energy, and she just said a mushroom, and I was like, oh yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I just, I, I don't know, I just couldn't, I would never think of a mushroom, but it, like, 
as soon as she said it, I was like, hell yeah, that makes so much sense. Um, so there's going to be an item called Magic Mushroom. Um, so it's going to be, well, yeah, at the moment we are thinking that it's going to be the item that restores the least amount of mana. Uh, maybe it restores three or five mana or something like that. Um, so Magic Mushroom is the first one. And then uh, I reached out to the Discord and yeah, lots of my friends have come up with lots of silly ideas. So another one which I really liked was um, licking a, fro a frog or a toad. Um, which is another like drug related reference, but whatever, like the, the card is gonna maybe have silly like themes and like kind of references like that, but the artwork is gonna still be like, it's not gonna be like R rated or anything like that. Um, so it's just gonna have an image. I think it's just gonna be called like Tasty Frog or something. And it's gonna have a picture of like a very colorful, cute frog uh, being licked. And uh, yeah, that's gonna restore more mana. I don't know, some of these might not make it, but I like the idea of that, um, licking a frog to get mana. And then the last one the, that we came up with, was um, this one took a lot longer to come up with, but I like the idea of it. It's called Blue Soup. Uh, so mana is mana is in games is typically blue. And I wanted like, kind of like a cauldron of like, basically a big thing that you can drink uh, with lots of weird, stuff in it like mushrooms and and like bits of frogs and um uh stuff like that like disgusting stuff and it's blue which kind of fits with mana um and yeah so we we eventually came up with just this kind of um strange like vague title of blue soup like you don't really know what's in it all that you know is that it's blue and um yeah, I, I like the idea of that. And it's just going to restore more mana than anything, everything else. So there's going to be like less blue soup um, items and then more uh, tasty frogs and then even more magic mushrooms. So yeah, the rarer items will be more powerful and, and do more stuff. Um, uh, do we come up with any more items? Let me have a quick look. Um, and I don't know if I mentioned these, but, uh, hell, this guy just drove past me with his high beams on. Um, I had some cloaks before, so, like, uh, I think it was Ghostly Cloak lets you dodge, um, uh, basic attacks, and then, uh, Cloak of Apparition, I think, uh, lets you teleport through walls once per turn as one of your moves, and then I added another one, uh, what was this one called? This one was called Mystic Cape, um, which is another item that you have to wear on your back. So you can only wear one of these at a time. Um, and this one like lets you dodge uh, like ability damage. And like each of these you're going to have to like roll a six or something to dodge it. But yeah, they're kind of just items that give you little bonuses like that. Um, but yeah, I think that's like all of the items that uh, all the new items that we've come up with. Um, just another thing that I wanted to, to say, like a huge like thank you um, to two of my people in my Discord, uh, Kirst and Natsu. Uh, I just kind of reached out to them because I started making the, uh, the items, um, getting them ready for printing and playtesting. 
and I'm kind of just using like free um, images from the internet and like bundles that I've downloaded with just like free images for, for board games um, and I just reached out because I knew some of the people in my discord uh, quite good at drawing and quite good artists so I asked them if they wanted to uh, just design some like basic sketches of um, of some of these items that I could use in playtesting and uh, Kirst came back with um, he just like after like an hour just had drawn the blue soup and it looks really awesome so I'll put up uh, these images on the YouTube video if you want to look at, look at them um, yeah so he just drew the blue soup and then started drawing these like magical hats so there's three different hats that I've got in the game there's like a wizard hat a mystic hat and an arcane hat and they're just worn in a head slot so if you're wearing these you can't wear anything else in the head slot um, and they just do like ability damage so like the, the wizard hat has plus one ability damage and then yeah going up plus two and plus three ability damage and he just drew some some magical hats and just put them in the discord and I'm gonna use those for playtesting and um, Natsu is like yeah really loves frogs and toads and stuff so she she started designing the the tasty frog <laughs> that you can lick for mana um, so yeah thank you guys for drawing those um, super excited to have some um, like I initially just asked for like some like really basic sketches that I could uh, have as like visual representations just for the prototypes uh, but you guys have drawn such amazing artwork, like I, I'm just going to use that in the final version of the game. Um, so yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, that's all I'm going to talk about this week. It's going to be a lot shorter than the previous episodes, but uh, that's okay. Uh, they don't always have to be one hour podcasts. Uh, that's all I've got to talk about for this week. But yeah, like I said, I'm not going to spend any time editing these podcasts. Um, there's going to be more ums and ahs and pauses and like... Um, yeah it's going to be unedited but I'm going to spend the extra time on actually making the game so I've got more to talk about next week so thank you for listening as always please join the discord there's a link in the description of the podcast and also on the YouTube video um, and I'm just having so much fun making this game come and join in suggest things like I'm, I'm getting so many of the, uh, these ideas from people in my discord uh, if you want to you can give it a go like designing boards and I absolutely will test any board that anyone designs um, they're just going to be square boards now I've kind of I've completely ditched the, uh, the hexagon idea for now um, I've also ditched the shifting walls idea for now uh, just going to focus on having a nice balanced board that everyone has like the same uh, paths available to them so it's kind of it's not really symmetric but it's like each person has the same kind of quarter of the board because everyone starts in a corner. Each quarter of the board is is like identical. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to have one board which is balanced and everybody... Uh, I'm going to focus on the classes and the abilities and balancing those for now. Um, so yeah, join the Discord, get involved, leave a comment on the YouTube video uh, if you're watching this on YouTube. And, yeah, come and join in. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you all have a great week. And I'll see you next Monday.